Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Tell Us Good Story. Today, we celebrate our 30th episode of our podcast. We also share the funny stuff that happened before and after our move to a new neighborhood. Hope you enjoy this episode of Tell Us a Good Story. So Steph, we just moved into a new rental home. You know who's good at homes? I do. Jay Luby. And? Miss Connie Luby. Yes. They build custom homes. They do remodeling. They do office construction. Steph, if you go to lubycompanies.com, they have a picture by picture here on the portfolio. And everyone is absolutely amazing. I want every one of them. <laughs> I want that one or that one. Oh, maybe that one. The Gorgeous. only problem about lubycompanies.com it's hard to spell. Uh, there's no way I could spell their last name unless you would have told me. I guarantee they get asked every day, how do you spell that? So friends, it's L-U-E-B-B-E companies.com. Go to that website. Phenomenal pictures of what they do. From new construction to like new renovations, the Luby companies are here to partner with you. They are also a proud sponsor of... Tell us a good story. All right, Steph. Welcome to 30. 30. 30 episodes. I can't believe that. 30 episodes. That's incredible. It's been fun, hasn't it? It's been so much fun. You know what's fun? What? The fact that we are not filming today. (laughs) So usually we film, right? Correct. We haven't filmed this show and the previous one, the one we didn't film and I'm so upset that we didn't was Dr. Christina Murphy. And I regret that to this day because she was phenomenal. But today... You're like, Steph, we're not filming today. And I was so happy because I've been outside playing with the kids. I have mud on my shirt. I have mud on my arm. I look like a hot mess. And the fact that I do not have to shower and put makeup on and do my hair, I'm so happy about. So you're just playing in mud? No, I was pushing Emmy on a swing. And when she kicked her feet back, she got all over me. Got it. She got some long legs. Got it. Okay. So... So yes, we are in a new home, which we will get to here shortly. Oh, let's speaking of a new home, we're in this new office, right? Yes. I come into the office and there's like a loud echo. Kevin has pillows everywhere. He had this nice like pillow set up for me to try to muffle the echo. the echo. It's so comfy cozy in here. Good. I love this. So thank you for that. Good. So, give you an update on our podcast. So, we have now been live, I guess, four months. Steph, we have 5,600 downloads. What? Oh, that's so fun. 5,600 downloads. We have, let me look here, we have 8,400 views wow. on YouTube. Wow. And I haven't even given much, a whole lot of attention, quite honestly, to YouTube. So, mm-hmm. combined 14,000 views or downloads via the podcast in four months. So that's, that's exciting. Incredible. It's a slow build. Yes. But the feedback we've got has been phenomenal. People love it. We've had neighbors actually tell us that they're listening to our podcast and stuff now, which is which is great. It's just it's a slow build. The the challenge is getting it in front of people. Mm-hmm. That is truly just that's been the challenge. Well so. the challenge was also being in quarantine and people not being in their cars driving to work or going to the gym. 
That's part of it as well. Yes. That is part of it as well. So, but thank you listeners for sharing. That has been a huge blessing to Stephanie and I in regards to sharing posts on social media or telling your friends to check it out. That's been incredibly helpful because as Steph and I have talked, one of the major goals of this was to provide some entertainment with our stories, right? But also entertainment in regards to talking to people who has amazing stories, but it's clean, right? So it doesn't matter who's in the car with you, whether it's your children, whether it's a family member, a parent, grandparent, you all can listen to it together because it's going to be clean. So thank you for sharing. So Steph, I do have an update on our book. Oh, okay. Our book, You Met Her Where? Yes, You okay. Met Her Where. So it's on Amazon. It's on our website, kevinandsteph.com. It's on barnesandnoble.com. It's on a lot of on- online retailers. But I received an email late last night. Oh, And okay. I have not told you. You have not. I have not. This is from interviewsandreviews.com. Oh, okay. Oh, I hope it's good since you're saying it on the show. So they said, hello, Kevin. I am pleased to inform you and Stephanie that your book, You Met Her. Where? Has been nominated for a July book of the month. What? <laughs> Shut up. Seriously? Yes. So book of the month award. So I don't know exactly what that means besides they are promoting it on their website, interviewsandreviews.com, but, and their Facebook pages and all of that. And I don't know how it got nominated, quite honestly, but whoever nominated us for that book of the month award for July is very kind. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. So, Kev, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so the feedback's been great. I've been I've been very surprised at how many people have told us they read it in one day, they read it in one sitting, or within two days. I would probably say three quarters of the people have said they've read it within two days. Yep. I'd say that's pretty accurate. That's amazing. It's very humbling. It's very that is humbling. very cool to hear. So mm-hmm. thank you, listeners, for for getting that and reading it and sharing it with friends. We appreciate that. I need to say your cousin Jill, she bought the book just this past Friday and she messaged us, I think yesterday or two yes. days ago and done. said she was done within a day and she said that one of her favorite parts was some pictures that you posted and she almost spit her pop out just looking at these pictures because they were so funny. So I thought that was awesome. So thank you, Jill, for that. Yes. So Steph, a few funny things that have happened by us having a podcast that right. I wouldn't have expected. Mm-hmm. One, I gave my buddy Nick down in Knoxville, Tennessee, a phone call. And he had made the comment that it felt like he had been talking to us every week for the mm-hmm. past four months. And I didn't even think about that. So we have not talked a whole lot for the past four months. But he just said from listening to the podcast, it felt like he was close to us. He knew what was going on in our lives. He asked about our home, if it sold, all of this stuff, just from listening to our podcast, which I thought was pretty interesting. That's great. I love that. Then you had a patient. Mm. What happened with your patient? I did have a patient. So uh, she was coming in to get a treatment done. And she's like, hey, I love your podcast. I'm like, what? So she found our podcast and listened to it. And she was really enjoying it. So that meant so much to me that... You know, a patient would say that. It was just, ah, so awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Here's what's interesting stuff is there are friends now and my father as well who, when they're talking to me, I don't know if this has happened to you, 
But when they are speaking with me, they will preface our conversation or what they're about to say with, just so you know, I don't want this appearing in a future book or a future podcast episode, what I'm about to tell you. They literally have to say that or have been telling me that ahead of our conversation. Like, sorry, people. If it's a conversation, <laughs> it's open game. It's open. If I think it's funny, <laughs> it's going on. Other people may think it's funny as well. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Has that happened to you at all? No, it hasn't. But I love it. Just me. I love that. That that's so fun. Yes. So speaking of things that are happening that are funny, I went to a funeral. Oh, Was that's it last not weekend. Fun. How did you go from? Oh, that's so funny. That's fun, too. I went to a funeral. That's not fun. Okay. Why are we talking about this? Hang tight here. (laughs) Don't prejudge my story. Okay? Okay. Went to a funeral. And, of course, things appear funny to me, right? When they shouldn't. When they shouldn't at funerals. Okay. But it reminded me of an interview I saw of Chris Rock. I think it was Jerry Seinfeld. This was maybe two years ago. Chris Rock said when he became a comedian... That it turned into anytime he was in public and there was a microphone, people wanted him to talk. So he said he would be at a funeral. He'd be at children's you know, Christmas play. He would be at whatever. And people were like, hey, come on up. You know, sh- share something. Tell a story or greet the crowd or whatever. And he was just like, oh, oh, this is uncomfortable. Okay. I thought it was really funny that like, oh, yeah, if he's in a public setting, and there's a microphone, why wouldn't you want Chris Rock to get up and say something, right? Because people think he's hilarious. Now, I'm not comparing myself to Chris Rock here but by any you? means. I'm not. Sure? I'm not. It sounds like you're leading but us in that direction. what happened at this funeral <laughs> reminded me of that Chris Rock interview, okay? So, I'm at this funeral from my uncle, my great uncle. He was mid-80s, I believe, when he passed away. And he passed away a couple months ago. And due to the COVID, the lockdown, everything, we could not have a funeral for the family. So we had a funeral maybe last weekend, two weekends ago, whatever. Three weeks. Three weekends ago. (laughs) And I'm sitting there and during this ceremony, memorial service, the minister asked if anyone there has a good story they would like to share or something they would like to say about Uncle Dave. Unfortunately, during the funeral, it was just crickets. Nobody got up and shared a memory or anything of my uncle. And so I felt bad because I I didn't have anything prepared. That was the last thing I was thinking. So we have a meal afterwards. And my aunt comes over and says, I thought of out of everyone here, you would have had a good story to share about your uncle. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I felt like I was put on the spot. I did not want to get up there and wing it. I'm so sorry. But the expectation was that I would get up there in front of the microphone and say something because we tell stories. Because, apparently. You're, because you're Chris Rock. I am not Chris Rock. You kind I'm just of, saying, I feel no, no, no. like you're leading Don't us in misinterpret. That Don't okay. misinterpret this. <laughs> I'm just saying that situation I found myself in was it's similar a, to what Chris similar. Rock. Totally. I mean, it's like obviously Chris Rock at a children's play, Kevin Mason <laughs> at a funeral. It's like the same person. Obviously, okay. it's a great comparison, right? Okay. So now that you're running your mouth, 
next time we are in a public setting, uh-huh. if if I get asked to speak, guess what? I'm like, nope. Look at Stephanie. She she will speak for the both of us. Ask 395 over here. Mm-hmm. She will gladly talk. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just Chris Rock's wife. And then we will get in the car and I will just make fun of you the entire time. I mean, Kevin, I swear sometimes you crack me up. So before leaving our old house, there were a few funny things that happened, I guess, that I would like to share those stories. Okay. The first being, I was working downstairs because it is so gosh darn hard to work from home with three little ones running throughout the house. Okay. So I was working in the basement and all of a sudden I hear our fire detector chirping. (laughs) So that darn battery, when it starts going down, it just starts chirping throughout the house. Okay. So I hear this in the basement and I immediately thought, okay, I'm going to have to replace, I'm going to have to find this and replace it whenever I go upstairs. Well, before I went upstairs, Emmy came down and was like, Daddy, you're going to have to check those batteries. They are is driving Mama nuts upstairs. And I'm like, okay, Emmy, when I come up, we'll find which fire detector it is. Smoke detector. We'll swap out the batteries. Okay. So I get upstairs. I go into the office, though. Yeah. And I'm doing something. And you immediately beeline to me. Do you, do you hear this? <laughs> Do you hear this? Do you hear what's going on? And at that moment, I decided to play dumb and see how long this would go on. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Beep. That right there. That right there. Did you, did you hear that? I'm like, hear what? That smoke detector. I'm like, no, I didn't, it, no, I didn't hear it. You're like, okay. And then we start talking and then it, she's like, just be quiet. You're like, be quiet. And then I say something to you. And as I'm talking to you, it beep, beeps again. And you're like, you hear that? You hear that? No, I did not hear that. <laughs> what are you talking about? And so you're like shushing me, shushing me. Like I cannot talk for the next 30, 30 seconds. You're like, no, no, no. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. And so beeps again. All right. You're like, did you hear that? I'm like, oh, vaguely. <laughs> and of course, Steph, I heard this in the basement. But here's the thing, you guys. Kevin can't hear. He can't smell. He can't hear. So when he's playing this joke on me, I truly feel like he can't hear this because the man can't hear anything. So, okay, go ahead. How do you know I'm not just playing dumb, honey? Because you never hear anything. The kids are crying. Kevin, can you not hear that? Huh? What? No. If you're playing dumb this whole time, oh, we're going to have words. Wait, just say, are you playing dumb with me? We've had kids for almost nine years. Oh, Kevin. Ke- I'm not happy right now. Wait, seriously. If you're playing dumb with me this whole time, you could hear things. I'm going to be so upset. Maybe we should stop so, the podcast so we can talk. <laughs> so I play dumb in this situation. I'm not going to answer your question, but we play dumb. I play dumb in this situation. So you're shushing me. And then you're like, wait, 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 gotta hear it one more time. Well, I hear it one more time. I'm like, do we need to walk closer to see if see if it? So we That's right. So we walk closer to the smoke detector. And did we go upstairs? Are we like no, standing directly point, underneath the smoke detector? At one point, I'm like, okay, shoot, shoot, shoot. Well then Tate and Elle come in screaming and it beeps and you're like, babe, I didn't hear it. I'm like, oh <laughs> I'm so mad. Like, Tate, Elle, stop talking. <laughs> 
I'm like, Steph, I didn't hear it. I mean, it is so loud. It is so loud in this house. I'm like, no, I can't hear this. So then I'm like, okay, Al and Tate, let's just be quiet. Okay. Let's try to hear this, this smoke detector beep. And so it's quiet. And Elle can be quiet for 10 seconds, yeah. right? And then she's like, Daddy, why are we doing this beep? And you're like, oh my gosh, how are you people not hearing this? In my defense, Emmy was with me. She could hear it too. And she was getting frustrated with you. Oh my gosh. So, so now it's the five of us. We are standing underneath a smoke detector in our house. And all five of us are looking up at the ceiling trying to be quiet and within 30 seconds one of us says something and we miss it yeah okay? although i can hear it the whole time all right so you're trying to shush all the kids then finally it's quiet it beeps and i'm like okay i think i may have heard that a little bit a little bit and then emmy's like but i don't you know emmy's looking around but i'm like i don't think it's actually this one uh-huh so there we go another smoke detector it's definitely not that one upstairs yeah come down it's beeping. We timed it every 30 seconds. It's going off. So literally, our entire family is going from room to room, <laughs> looking at the ceiling, waiting for the smoke detector to try to see if it's that. Well, a few minutes go by, and Emmy finds out, and I totally forgot we had this. She finds the carbon monoxide detector mm-hmm. that was behind of the bench in the foyer. She's like, Daddy, is it this? So the, the rest of the four of us, we go into the foyer. We stand there, look at this carbon monoxide detector for 30 seconds, and it beeps. That is it. So then what happens? We end up like celebrating with Emmy as if we just won the World Series. Totally. We are high-fiving. We're jumping up and down. We're screaming. We're hugging over a beeping carbon monoxide. Tate's. Tate's trying to tackle Emmy. Elle's like patting her on the back. We're hugging. We're jumping around celebrating. And I'm just thinking, if someone walked in right now on us and seen what we're doing, they'd be like, you guys got to get out of the house more. Get out more. <laughs> gotta, it was, it was uh, so funny. Of course, we're just being silly, but we will remember that. We will remember that us going around the house trying to find which smoke detector it well, was. Well, and Emmy was so proud because she found it. Oh, she was so happy. It was great. And we celebrated with her like we should. Yep. A couple more stories here. These are about our four-year-old, now five-year-old, Elle. So, oh, Elle McKenzie. Elle McKenzie. She thinks she runs the place. You think? Yes. No. Yes. No, she doesn't. She thinks she she's in charge. No, she doesn't. I'll give you an example, honey. Okay. So in the living room, we were watching, I don't know, bubble guppies or something. We're sitting down and I've got Tate on my lap. Elle's beside me. And she's like, daddy, I gotta go potty. And so she starts to leave the room and she goes, and I'm leaving you in charge. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so I sarcastically say... Okay, I'll, that's fine. I'll be in charge while you leave the room. So now it's just me and our two-year-old tape. So she's going to the bathroom and she's like, and then she runs back in. She's like, okay, I'll yell for you when I need you to come wipe me. <laughs> <laughs> so this girl thinks she's in charge, but yet does not know how to wipe herself when she goes number two. Yeah. So then the last week we were at that neighborhood that we were in. We're outside. I'm going for a walk. I've got Tate in the little tyke's car. I'm pushing him on that. 
And then to my right is Elle on her frozen scooter. And then Emmy's doing laps around her car to sack and on her bicycle. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, if, if any cars are coming by, Elle, you either need to stop or get in the grass, right? Let them go. And then we'll continue on our walk. So we have a neighbor who is leaving his house in the cul-de-sac and he is kind of coming towards us before he turns to go out of our subdivision. So we stop, we freeze, we let him, you know, come towards us and then turn right. Well, as he's turning right, he rolls down his window and he's like, what a beautiful family you have. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much because it's, you know, me and the three kids are out. Well, as soon as I say, oh, thank you very much, L then yells back, hey, watch where you're going. <laughs> because she was not happy that we had to stop our little walk oh, to wait for oncoming traffic. And so thankfully, he was in his truck. He was turning at the time. So I don't think he heard her yell. However, that was a nice little teaching moment that we had with Elle as we had a conversation on the way home about what, what is appropriate <laughs> and what you should not say and about being kind to others. So, but the other funny part was with Elle, I was, I walked outside to do s- some type of touch up work on the house before we, before we left and I threw on an old black t-shirt and it had a white streak of paint of white paint on my shirt from painting a couple years ago. Okay. It is work clothes, right? Or yard work type shirt now. And so Elle comes out and I see her staring at me and staring at my shirt. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, daddy, oh no, oh no, oh no. I'm like, what's wrong? And she's pointing at my shirt. She's like, a bird just pooped all over your shirt, daddy. <laughs> <And> so... <laughs> At first, oh, I didn't know what she was. I heard her like she was screaming. Oh yes, she was. She was screaming, freaking out. I remember this. And so I'm like looking all over my shirt, my back, my back, and then I look down. I'm like, oh, she's talking about the paint. And so I'm like, oh, L, no, 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 this isn't, this isn't bird poop. But it, it kind of looked like it because it was a streak like that. And so I, I had a hard time convincing her that it was actually paint because she kept looking at me like, why would you wear that? Why would you possibly wear that? So. uh that was kind of funny. She actually thought that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And one funny thing about Emmy and Al, Steph, we've let them just put on our headphones and just record their own little podcast, whatever they want. And it is so funny. It's so cute. Listeners, you can you can see it at you on our YouTube channel or you can see it on our Facebook page. But I've posted a few of those. And gosh, they are so funny. Talking about Myrtle Beach or going to church or getting baptized. Baptized. Oh, it's so that funny. That might be my favorite one. It is so funny. It's so yeah, cute. if you want to if you want a good chuckle, you can check them out on our YouTube page or uh, on our on our Facebook accounts. But Steph, we have moved to our new home. We have. It is a we rental have. property. Yes. We are so blessed to have found this house. Okay. So, let's be real. Sold our dream home. Dream home, you guys. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful home. I can't say enough about this home. It was in the woods. Great neighborhood. Great neighborhood. Wonderful neighbors. Beautiful pool. Two acres of land. Yep. I mean, honestly, when I tell you we had a beautiful home, it was our dream home. And we felt led to sell it. But do you like this home? Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. Let's talk about this. So, we, we sold our home. 
and a weekend, super quick. And one of our prayers was we didn't want to, we did not want to make another house payment on our house. And lo and behold, sold our home, got in contract within a month we were out the door. We closed. So we had to find a rental property. We didn't want to buy. We were looking for rental properties because we didn't want to be rushed. And oh my goodness, some of these rental properties, I might be a little OCD. Disgusting. Uh, So I'm a very clean person. I like things clean. I like my house in order. So when we walk into some of these homes and there's cigar stains, cigarette butts, like cockroaches, things crawling in the sink. Could tell they had pets. I can't. I can't. I can't. At one point, I walked in, took one step, and just turned around and walked out. And Kevin's like, "You're not even gonna look at it." I'm like, "Nope, I'm done." So I'm like, "Okay, God, like you gotta, you gotta help me here. You gotta help me here." Kevin found this property, and it looked like the owner bought it in September, fixed it up. And it's been on the market since March. So I'm like, huh, okay. Well, it looked really nice. So when we came to look at this property, opened the door and the smell of fresh paint hit me in the face. And I'm like, oh my gosh, everything was clean. It's almost like they gutted this entire house and put new floors in, uh, new paint in, new cabinetry I mean, everything is literally brand new. Brand new to the point where there was plastic on the carpet. All the appliances had plastic on it. It was amazing. I think I walked into three rooms and I looked at you and I'm like, you get me this house. I don't care how. I want this house. And at that point, the kids were screaming. They were so excited. They were picking out their room. So I'm like, all right, babe, do your magic. But here's what's frustrating to me. You, my dear, do not have any type of poker face at all. I'm offended by that. At all. I do too. So I go in the backyard (laughs) and I am trying to stay calm. You have visually and verbally told me you want this house. Uh Okay. So I'm in the backyard and I'm like, hey, check out this fence. I think fence needs repaired here. Hey, I'm seeing some weeds over here. Do you, you mind if... You have somebody spray. I'm just trying to point stuff out, see if we can negotiate. Well, you, my dear, then walk around the corner yelling, I love this house! (laughs) And I look at you like, honey, like, Kiko's in the van. (laughs) You have zero poker face and you're not helping me. How am I supposed to negotiate on the rent when you're screaming how much you love this house with the landlord standing right there? Yeah, I did do that. It reminded me of when we turned in your Dodge Stratus for our Jeep. Uh Do you remember that at the dealership? I do. (laughs) So we weren't planning on selling your Stratus at that moment, Mm -hmm. but we could certainly use it as a negotiating tool. Okay. Now, granted, this was, gosh, probably a decade ago. Eight, nine years ago, we'll say, when we got that Jeep. And let's point, preface, my Dodge Stratus was a sports Stratus, two-door, <laughs> so cute. I loved my car. Oh, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a dorky Stratus. It was a cool Stratus. Okay, proceed. So we're finalizing negotiations at this dealership. It is Steph and I's first experience with buying a car together. Being married. Since we had been married. Yes. Okay. 
So I offered up the Stratus. They gave us $5,000 for the Stratus, which I was thrilled at. Okay. Again, you have no poker face, even back then. Okay. We're sitting side by side and you blurt out, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Do you realize how many times that Stratus has been hit? (laughs) (laughs) And I like, you are ruining this negotiation. What are you doing? We've been here for an hour now and you're, you're about to sabotage what I've been working on for the past hour. So I grab your leg and you turn, you're like, why are you grabbing my leg? <laughs> like, stop talking. Please. His eyes are bulging like, out of stop, his head. Like, stop talking. My bad. My bad. Oh my gosh. So Steph, that's what was happening here. You are going to sabotage any negotiation wiggle room that I have, any power that I have at all to negotiate, you were throwing it out the window. But we do love this home. We do. We do love this home. It's it's amazing. Here's I what's funny it. to me, honey. <laughs> what? We moved from a neighborhood with one black family on our street uh-huh. in cul-de-sac to a neighborhood where now we are the only white family on the street neighborhood. Yeah. That's so true. Completely flipped. So it's funny. We moved into a black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. However, we did we did meet one white gentleman. I mean, at the street. At the end of the street. Lives very nice guy. Very nice guy. But it's been awesome. It has been it's awesome. Awesome. And initially I was so as we're moving in, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's kind of diverse here. And our neighbor came over uh, when I was taking the, the garbage out to the street a few days ago. And she's like, just so you know, you have moved into a very diverse neighborhood. And I was like, yeah, I, I kind of noticed that. But then I was thinking after we, we'd had a conversation, it's actually not diverse. We're the ones who's making it diverse. And so at first I was a little concerned given the current environment mm-hmm. with the Black Lives Matters movement. And I was concerned how they may view us and view our family. And one of our friends, he made a great point. He's like, listen, there's nothing you got to be concerned about because most of the people in this world are not racist. They're not racist, right? So you, you should not have to worry. And I love this though, that we are moving into a diverse neighborhood because Steph, I didn't grow up around any black people mm-hmm. at all. Did you? No, not really. Out in Northwest Ohio? Mm-mm. So I had... I was very naive when it came to being around non-white people when I, as I was growing up, right? So I remember growing up and my, you know, my parents still mention this because it is a funny story. But when I was a kid, like six or seven, people would ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I answered black. So of course my mom would be like, you can't say that. And you know, my dad's laughing, but it and it was because I wanted to be a professional athlete. And at that time, I thought to be a professional athlete, a prerequisite was you had to be black because that's what I saw on television. That was the only people of color that I that I saw, right? Because I lived out in the country. There were no black people, there were no Latinos, nobody. So I'm so happy that our kids 
get to experience this here and, and at their school as well. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors are amazing, you guys. Amazing. Though. They're so awesome. Like they're yelling at us, welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, the woman across the street, Miss Brittany, she saw like saw that we were outside on bikes. She came out and was trying to help teach Elle to ride a bicycle without training wheels to the point where you guys know it's hot right now. I think last week when she was doing it, it was like mid to high 80s and 10 o'clock in the morning. And there's Brittany being so patient with Elle, trying to teach her to ride up this bike. And I'm like, this is the neighborhood we're in. Like, just so kind. I love it. Yep. I love it. I, when, when I saw that, I looked out the window of the office here and I saw Brittany and their children out here playing with you and the children. And I thought, isn't this how it's supposed to be? Mm-hmm. This is how it's supposed to be, yeah. right? We're friends. We're neighbors. We're integrated. This is how it's supposed this, to yeah. be, right? Yeah. But Brittany cracked me up the first time we met her. So we were moving in, <laughs> moving in, and it was you, your sister, mm-hmm. and then our friend, Paul's wife, Michelle. Mm-hmm. And so we're moving something. She comes over to say hello. And of course you go over, you've got your personality, you're giving her a hug and she's got a big personality. She's giving you a hug. And then your sister comes over and says hello. And then Michelle comes over and says hello. And Brittany blurts out, Oh my gosh, y'all look the same over here. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Which I could not stop laughing when she said that was the funniest thing to me. And I'm like, okay, I like her. Ah, uh, she's awesome. I like her. Like this group of white people and we all look alike. It was great. <laughs> so they've been absolutely awesome. I love it here. Absolutely awesome. Yep. I mean, it just shows that God's with you no matter what situation you're in. Because our old neighborhood was amazing. Our neighbors were amazing. Our property was amazing. And even though we've downsized by a lot... We're in this like cookie cutter subdivision where it's like boom, 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 all these houses. We still love it. And it just shows like as long as you're a family and you're together, that's all you need, right? It doesn't matter the house. It doesn't, well, it kind of matters the house because it's clean and I really like it's clean. But as long as we're together, it's all that matters. Absolutely. God will meet us where we need to be. Absolutely. So. So we are very excited to be here. I just don't understand why politicians and other people don't get it right? In regards to dealing with race, dealing with color. I, I, I guess I don't care if you're Republican, Democrat, black, white, Latino. Why can't we just be kind to each other? Just be kind. Just be kind. Love on one another. And I'm, I'm going to do my, I do my best not to get on this political soapbox because politics absolutely drive me insane. But I, it reminds me, Steph, of when I went to college, right? So I did not have any black friends, at all growing up until I went to college, right? I remember there being one black kid who had moved into our school district very briefly when I was a kid. And I remember, and again, this is because I didn't grow up around any people of color. I, that, was, that was the first time I found out when this black kid moved into our school district. That was the first time I found out that not all black guys are good at basketball. <laughs> I mean, that, that is how I thought. <laughs> And so he was like, okay, we're going to be really good. And then you start watching him play. And you're like, what am I just seeing here? <laughs> like, is this an oxymoron? 
what is going on here? I can't believe what I'm saying. But then I get, get to college, right? And half of my basketball team at I Northern when I was a freshman, of course, are, are black. And so I don't understand why politicians don't get this, right? We're, we're all on the same team. Mm-hmm. And so if I think of my experience going from an entire white school district, I, again, I didn't, I didn't even know any black people, okay? But I go to college, half my team is black. And if you look at the demographics, okay, we weren't the same race. There were probably some Republicans and Democrats on the team. There was some wealthy kids. There were some poverty kids, right? There were kids on this team. We did not have the same music interest. We did not have the same movie interest. But guess what? We figured it out. We worked together because we're on the same team. Mm. We're all on the same team yeah. at the end of the day. It didn't matter what color of skin you had. It didn't matter your background. It didn't matter your family. Guess what? In that locker room, we were working together to be the best team we possibly could because we're on the same team. And I wish our politicians could figure that out and work together because we're on the same team. Hey, media, guess what? We're all citizens. No reason to bring up strife amongst Americans by what you report, what you show. We're all on the same team here. And I wish we could just be kind to one another and be respectful. And how awesome would this country be? How awesome would every neighborhood, every city, every town be if you just treat each other with respect and live by the golden rule? Mm -hmm. Just be kind. Treat others as you would want to be treated. Anything else you'd like to share, Steph? Any other stories before we hop off here? I want to know how good your hearing's been this whole marriage. (laughs) We're going to be talking about that as soon as we get off of this. I want to know how good your hearing is. We're going to have a little test. I'm going to take you to the doctor's office, have you put on headphones, have them start beeping your ear. (laughs) So on that note, no, we need to get off here. All right, friends. Thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless you. Listeners, if you like what you just saw, like what you just heard, please go to iTunes, go to YouTube, and subscribe, rate, review this podcast. That's the only way we'll be able to continue to produce this. Where else can they go, Stephanie? They can go to kevinandsteph.com. That's all I know. So, is that it? You crushed it. Yes, crushed it. Thank you, listeners. 